Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Fathers, mothers, and myself as a grandfather. Are you showing faith to your children? Do they know that you believe in God regardless? Or are they hearing you go, well, I don't think God's going to provide there. That's not going to happen. No, no. Be a person of faith. Isaac was forever changed by watching his dad. That's why you're a father. That's why you're a mother this morning. We're to raise our children to fear God and love God and trust God. That's an example. We've read the Hall of Faith in Hebrews and hear the great stories of the giants of the faith, people who've overcome great obstacles to follow and obey God. But do you understand that these people were just normal, everyday people like you and me? They were just people who decided that the only way to live life right was to follow God 100%. No shortcuts. Pastor Mark will remind us that faith without action is dead, but faith with action is alive and useful. He will challenge us to step out in faith and become all that God wants us to be. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Joshua, chapter 2, verse 10, with his continuing study entitled, Real Faith Defeats Paralyzing Doubt. I want you to look at verse 10. We have heard how the Lord. Look at me. We have heard. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. She has no Bible. But what God had done at the Red Sea and defeating the other cities many years before and then currently. I won't read all the verses. That nation had heard. There's some God over these people called Israelites that has amazing power. I mean, he split the Red Sea. So she's heard this, and what did that stimulate in her? Faith comes by, come on, come on, come on. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. She doesn't have a Bible. She just heard what God had done. God allowed that to happen. Now, some were fearful. She was searching. She said, that's the answer. Now look at verse 11. When we heard of it, our hearts melted for everyone's courage failed because of you. Watch this. Watch this. For the Lord, your God, is God in heaven above and on the earth below. See, she knew who God was and she knew who she was. And she's going to bet her whole life on trusting these two spies. So she hides them. That's the faith. That saved her. She never met him, but she says, the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. She knew who God was. She knew who she was. And she says, I'm trusting God 
for my life. So I'm going to put my life on the line. I'm going to absolutely hide these men for you. See, she'd been searching all. Do you realize how many people around us this morning are searching for God? And God has given you a testimony. See, she heard about the amazing things that God had done. You'll see that in a moment. So don't don't discount. People are always searching for God because they're empty without him. She believed that the God of the Hebrews was the true God. She doesn't have a Bible, but she just knows it. And she decides to identify herself with this God, whatever the cost may be. Now watch what she does next. Look at verse 12. So she says to these two spies, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I've shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and my mother and my brothers, my sister, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. Our lives is the response from these two spies for your life. You've saved us. We promise to save you. The men assured her, if you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord brings us back into the land. So what does Rahab do? She asks the spies to promise to spare her. And who else? Her family. Now, she's not a believer yet, but this is amazing to me. See, we're very selfish. She doesn't say, just save my own skin. She says, save my whole family. Remember, we started the book of James talking about our lost loved ones. James was a skeptic, the half-brother of Jesus, all his life until he met Jesus after the resurrection. Don't give up praying for your family, your relatives. You see, that's huge. That's huge. So she says, I don't want you to just say to me, will you promise to save my whole family, all my relatives? Look at verse 21. I accept your terms, she replied. In other words, they, these two spies say, look, if you, if you get us out of here and don't tell, we'll, when we come back, we'll save you and your whole family. So I accept your terms, she replied. And she sent them on their way, leaving this scarlet rope hanging from the window. Now, what would have been her real faith was to believe this was the one true God. She believed that. She had no proof of it, but she believed it. Now, what would not be real faith after that? If she would have said this to the guys, well, I'm going to hide you upstairs, but there's nothing I can really do to help you at all. In fact, I think I won't hide you. Just kind of stay down here. Let's see what happens. Well, they would have been caught. It would have been over. See, real faith does something. She hid them. She just didn't say nice words. See in the bridge? Well, I'd like to go on that bridge. I'd really like to go on that bridge. That'd be exciting to get to the other side. I think I'll really get on that bridge. Thank you. There's no faith there. It's dead. So she says, look, I believe in this God enough to risk my whole life for you. That's action. That's what James is talking about. It's not just words. It's not just head knowledge. She follows through with her life at stake. She absolutely has true faith. Now, skip on. Look what happens. Chapter 6. Scoot over a few chapters, all of our campuses. Verse 17. And the city and all that is in it are to be devoted to the Lord. In other words, they're going to destroy all the city, Joshua says. They're getting ready to go in there and take Jericho. Only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall be spared because she hid the spies we sent. Look at verse 22. And Joshua said to the two men who had spied out the land... Go into the prostitute's house, bring her out and all who belong to her in accordance with your oath to her, what you promised. Verse 23, 
So the young man who had done the spine went in and brought out Rahab, her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to them. They brought out her entire family and put them in a place outside the camp of Israel. Look at verse 25. But Joshua spared Rahab the prostitute with her family and all who belonged to her because she hid the men. Joshua had sent a spies to Jericho, and she lives among the Israelites to this day. See, Rahab and her household were saved because first she put faith in God, And that faith followed up with action because she hid the spies. She would have, if she had dead faith, she would have never risked her life. Oh, I believe in God. Have a nice day, guys. Try to find a way out of here. No, she was not saved by harboring them, but she showed that she was a real believer. I want you to write this down this morning because some of you are facing this very thing that you're doubting right now. Here it is. Don't doubt. Believe and obey God because nothing is impossible with God. When you read the story, it's impossible. Two spies into a huge city with a prostitute that doesn't know God. And what happens at the end? God redeems the whole situation. He redeems her whole family. They're saved. It gives insight to to Joshua because he knows these people are fearful already. They're, They're afraid of Israel. So it gives them an amazing courage. Think about all the new experiences that Abraham and Rahab have. Remember, God spoke to us a few months ago, and he said, I'm going to do new things in your life. Well, God's doing new things in our lives. Uh, Think about Abraham, the, the new things that they had. They were far from perfect, and yet they believed God and exercised their faith beyond their doubts. They discovered that faith in action leads to God's provision. They discovered that faith in action allows God to do impossible things in our lives. Now, I want you to think about this also. See, nothing's impossible with God. God's going to provide for you. You just have to believe it. Exercise your faith. It's going to happen. Here's the next thing I want you to write down. This one's huge for us. Don't doubt. Believe and obey because real faith impacts others. See, when you take a step of faith, that's going to impact lots of other people. Let me give you a couple examples. When you think of Isaac, who is this miracle baby, um, Isaac was born supernaturally. What did he learn from Abraham? What did Isaac, as a son, learn from Abraham? He learned faith. Not by words. How did he learn faith? When he was put there and his dad was about to sacrifice him, what did he learn? That his father trusted God. Not words, but action. Fathers, mothers. And myself as a grandfather. Are you showing faith to your children? Do they know that you believe in God regardless? Or are they hearing you go, well, I don't think God's going to provide there. That's not going to happen. No, no. Be a person of faith. Isaac was forever changed by watching his dad. That's why you're a father. That's why you're a mother this morning. We're to raise our children to fear God and love God and trust God. That's an example. It impacted. Look at when you see Rahab. Her life, her faith, in fact, it impacted her whole family, all of her family. You are put in a place at work, in your neighborhood, at school, university, to be a person of faith. See, real faith defeats doubt and moves us into action. Now, scoot back to James chapter 2. And James finishes chapter 2 
it's an exciting time because it's kind of an interesting analogy. Look at James chapter 2, all of our campuses, verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And when that body is dead, it is what? It's useless. If there's no breath in you, no spirit in you, your body's dead. And what good is the body? It's dead. We're going to cremate it. We're going to bury it. It's over with. You can mark it up, put lipstick on it, do whatever you want, but it's, it's dead. It's over with. If the breath is gone, there's no life. It's useless. So he's saying the same thing. If there's no action to your faith, it's dead. It's useless. You can stand looking at that bridge all day long. Ah, it's dead. It's dead. You have to take a step of faith to make it alive. Here's what I want you to write. It's very simple, but it's the whole teaching of James chapter 2. Look what it says. Faith without action is dead, but faith with action is alive and useful. If there's breath in us, we're alive, we're useful. You ever been and hear a dead preacher? Don't answer that. (laughs) I've preach some dead sermons myself. Don't answer that. Would you rather hear a dead preacher or a live preacher? Come on. A live preacher. Well, how does that happen? Faith with action is alive and useful. You want to hear somebody that believes what they say, not a form. They believe it. They trust God. That's what you and I are. That's our witness for our world. Now, when you see all of that, I want to give you this morning as we end, three ways to defeat your doubts. Remember, all of us doubt. We doubt a lot of things. I want to give you three ways to, to defeat your doubts and give you the ability to step out with active faith. Look at me. I want to just say this one thing to you. If our faith is real, it will show itself. It will prove. If our faith is real, you're going to see it in your life. There's going to be a change in your life. You will notice, other people will notice, that your faith in God is real. Guaranteed. So here's the first thing I want you to write. How do I defeat this doubt? Here it is. Number one, defeat doubt, be in the word, and believe it. See, God wants us to believe his word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing the word of God. When we open the Bible, it's like God is opening his mouth. So that reminds us, and I want to challenge you this morning, of our quiet time. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, if I'm not in the Word of God, my quiet time in the morning, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, we have sticky notes on the, pay, on the website. You can get every week on Monday evening, five to eight questions, kind of applying the teaching that I'm doing. Different people write those. Every day, six days a week, we have a devotion for you. You have Charles Stanley has wonderful devotions. David Jeremiah, you know, Chuck Swindoll, a million other guys have wonderful devotions. You have to be, look, look, watch me. This is, this, this, this is so simple, but we miss it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So if I'm in the word of God and I'm believing the word of God and I'm reading the word of God, will I have faith? Hello? Yes. If I'm not in the word of God, then I will not have faith faith. So if I'm not in the Word of God on a regular basis, who will be speaking into my life? A lot of doubters. A lot of human logic. See, if I'm not in the Word, I will not have faith. 
Let me challenge you. Some of you used to have a quiet time. You've gotten away from it. Coming to a service, and I'm really glad you're here. All of our campuses, I love teaching you. But this is not where you get faith. You get faith with your quiet time with God. And then the word of the Lord came to Abraham. See, every time you open this, it's like God opens his mouth. And that will encourage you. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith will not come if I'm not in the word of God. Satan wants you to doubt the word of God. See, if you're not in the word of God, here's what people are going to say to you. You know, the couples that are leaving and, and you talk to unbelievers and they'll say to them, you're quitting your job and you're moving to Montana with a new baby to do what? Are you crazy? In the world's eyes, are they? Absolutely. In God's eyes? No, that's faith. You see, you can't listen to people speak into your life because usually they're going to give you doubts. You have to listen to God. He's the one that directs your life. Now, when you see that one, look at this verse up here. It's powerful for you. Let's go back to what I just did. Defeat doubt, be in the word, believe it. Look at Psalm 19.7. The instructions of the Lord are so-so. No, he's all-knowing. So the instruction from God, the commands from God, the instruction from God is what? Say it with me. All of our campus, it's it's perfect. You will not get that from a human. God's word is perfect. It revives the soul. It gives hope to me instead of doubt. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Number two, defeat doubt, obey the word, and by faith, move into action. Now, it's a great thing to be in the word and believe it, but you have to follow through. Oswald Chambers says this, faith never knows where it is being led, but it knows and loves the one who is leading. The steps of the godly are directed by the Lord. He delights in every detail of their life. See, our life is not one big step. That's one big step into salvation. Then there's a million steps as we follow Jesus. That's where our faith is tested. Can I ask you to write a couple things down? Very simple. All of our campuses, just write these words down. Doubt your doubts. Did you hear me? Doubt your doubts, but trust your God. Doubt your doubts. Trust your God. You guys that tweet, hashtag, put it up there. Put it up there all over the United States. Doubt your doubts and trust your God. That's a word from God for us. See, that's what God wants. You'll hear all kinds of people give, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't. Ram, are you crazy? Throw a rope over the side. You're going to trust those guys to come back. They're going to destroy the city. They're going to save you. Ha, ha, ha. They do. You can't listen to people. You have to doubt your doubts. And you have to trust your God. Number three, when Jesus came on the scene, he looked at people's eyes. And he saw amazing potential in every person. Would you just turn to one of your neighbors right now, look in their eyes and say, God sees great potential in you. Would you just do that, right? All of our campuses, just tell them right now. Yeah. Now, notice I didn't say you see great potential. Because sometimes we don't see that. For him, Pastor Mark, you're kidding me. No, God sees great potential. Now, potential means this. It's potential. 
It's not an action yet. So here's number three. Defeat doubt, step out in faith, and become all that God wants you to be. You see, the goal of every Christ follower is to become all they can be. Church is not just sitting in a pew, in a seat, and not really changing. It's like God has some amazing potential. Look what he says to his disciples. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has, hello, faith in me will what? Do. There's the action. Will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. See, that's the potential that's tied up in you this morning. God wants to do amazing things. Uh, Some of us are older. I love a 90-year-old getting baptized. Never too late, baby. Go for it. I'm 70. I'm through. I'm quitting next week. I'm done with this stuff. I'm too old to do anything. That's announcement I'm going to give you next week. (laughs) Not a chance. God's still alive in me, and he's alive in you. Let's reach the potential that God has for us. When you see 150 and 200 people being baptized, God is not dead with us in these counties. He wants us to change our world. But you can't do it sitting looking at the bridge. I want to put the bridge up and we're through. And I want to bring it personal to you right now. You look at your life and you look at your potential and ask yourself, you going to get on the bridge or are going to stand and talk about it? See, God wants to do a new thing in you. He wants to do a new thing in me. He's never through doing new things. That's what brings excitement and love to life. Now, some of you are not a Christian yet. The only way to be a Christian is to take a step of faith. I can't prove to you there's a God. But the minute you confess your sins and ask God to forgive you and come in, he'll prove it because you'll have peace beyond understanding. You'll begin to find purpose in your life. If you've never trusted Christ, will you just meet your pastor? I'm ready to follow Jesus. I want to get on that bridge. I want to trust him with my life. doesn't matter. Maybe you used to walk with God and you've fallen off the bridge. It's never too late to come home. Get right with God this morning on all of our campuses. I'll remind you that in a moment. Now, the rest of you, you're here and you're a Christian. What's life hold for you? I don't know what's ahead for you. I really don't know what's ahead for me. But I can trust the one that's leading me. And it's never going to be about you. It's going to be about other people and God. See, life isn't about us. We think it revolves around us. If it does, it's a pretty boring life. You know, we're pretty boring by ourselves. You know that, don't you? But when we follow Jesus Christ, you come alive. It's not dead religion. It's a live relationship with the one that created you. Abraham was shocked when God came to him and says, follow me. Rahab, a prostitute? Yeah. Jesus did the same thing. He said to his disciples, come follow me, and we're going to change the world together. Pastor Mark has been telling us that doubt can be paralyzing. When the mountain just seems too tall to climb, we don't do because we don't believe that God has promised to climb it with us. But when we have true faith from God, it comes alive in our lives, and the world is impacted by it. It's when we obey God's word and move into action, we will see others come to Jesus and we will become all that God wants us to be. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Next time on Lessons for Living, we will continue to seek God's direction as we learn to do life right. God's Word has the answers for everything we face in our everyday lives. We just have to obey the Word of God and by faith move into action. But we must be in the Word and believe it. Pastor Mark wants all of us to dig deeper into God's Word so that we can be all that God desires us to be. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of James. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear